good morning, afternoon, or evening, when and wherever you are listening to this, and welcome back to Second Cup. I'm your host, Tim Heller. Today I'm joined by Matthew LaRose. Matthew is based out of Dallas, Texas, with a background in Web3 business development, specifically around matchmaking with his extensive network, and is also a future author in the crypto space. Y'all know the drill. Top off your beverage, get comfy, and enjoy this episode of Second Cup. The lovely city of Dallas, Texas. All right. What about yourself? Uh, yeah, I am down here in Austin, um, or just outside of Austin okay. in Leander. I know people say Austin, it can mean Round Rock, Cedar Park, Pflugerville, whatever. But um, yeah, so I'm down here and it's a beautiful, cool, cool-ish, cool for Texas morning. Um, first question I have for you is, uh, what are you drinking this morning? And uh, what is your, your normal coffee order, if that is what you consume in the mornings? Uh, I guess what what I'm partaking in is a Starbucks vanilla latte. Um, when it comes to uh, coffee, I'm more of like a sweets person, so I put like like all the bells and whistles as far as like creamer and caramel macchiato. Like those are the all right. things that I typically enjoy. Get the double dose of caffeine and sugar, and you are wired and set for the day. Yeah, I'm good for the day. That's awesome. One-stop shop. Well, cheers. Thank you so much for uh, joining today. Uh, I, I really appreciate you uh, reaching out and wanting to be a part of this, and, and I'm really excited to, to get a chance to chat with you a little bit more. So we, we yeah, met very well. briefly at uh, the Consensus Web3 conference here in Austin um, a couple couple weeks, a couple months ago. My, my sense of time and space has been totally warped as of late, but... Um, I would love to, before we dive into all of our Web3 chat and all of that, I'd love to hear a little bit more about like what you do, who you are, a cliff notes of, of how you got to where you are now and what you're doing and excited about. Yeah, so I guess my background is in accounts receivable, so I'm a numbers guy. Six out of five people struggle with math, and <laughs> I'm not in that category. Um, but... So I guess I got in crypto in the 2017, but uh, in 2020, I was kind of similar to a lot of people uh, around the world. They found themselves at home getting stimulus checks. So I started dabbling in like trading stocks. Well, in 2021, they, um, the Wall Street bet against the hedge funds, um, the GameStop short squeeze situation. I was, I, I didn't have any money invested in GameStop, but I was, I was watching from the sidelines and then certain apps didn't allow people to sell, uh, buy, but only sell. So I like, I took all my money out of, uh, different, different, uh, stock trading apps. And then I got into crypto and I got in crypto in 2017, but I went full time or full attention in 2021. And okay. then it's kind of been a whirlwind ever since, um, kind of like a snippet from that is uh, I'm in the process of having a crypto book be published, but oh, right now cool. it's kind of taken a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Uh, it's kind of taken me a little bit longer because just all the different opportunities that have come my way in the crypto space. Um, I've been just kind of like a glorified matchmaker uh, in the space. Um, I've been doing marketing and business development for a handful of crypto projects and exchanges. So I wouldn't say I'm the expert on any one thing, but I'm definitely like a matchmaker in this space. So it's been a fun ride so far. That's awesome. You're a mat of all trades in Web3. Yeah. That's awesome. So my crypto. My crypto score is better than my credit score. <laughs> hey, at least one of them is good, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so 
I also saw, just doing a little digging on LinkedIn, that we both went to Texas State. What years? Hey, yeah, both Bobcats in beautiful San Marvelous, Texas. Uh, what years yeah. were you at Texas State, and, and were you at part of the business school there as well? Yeah, so actually I, I, tra- I transferred there my sophomore year, I guess, so 2008 through 2010. Uh, I got two associates from there. I didn't quite finish. Uh, my bachelor's um, from Texas State, but there was just a lot of life stuff that happened. And then, I don't know, I started digging into more things and I just didn't want a, a bunch of debt. I had paid, for, up until that point, I paid for college all out of pocket. Wow. And some things happened and I was like, even though I only had like a year left and some change, I was like, the amount of debt I, I would have had, I don't know, it just, my ROI didn't seem to make sense. Cause, and yeah. I also like changed majors. So... Um, I don't know if you've noticed, I love Texas State. It was an awesome university, and I made yeah. really good friends there and great memories. But I don't know if you've noticed, but the the tuition at Texas State has doubled since I've been there. I don't no know if you graduated, but... No, I yeah, haven't I yeah, haven't yeah. seen the tuition rates yet. I, I graduated in 2014 with a degree in musical theater. Okay. Um, and so... Oh, really? Uh, yeah, 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 that's my background. That's awesome. Um, and uh, that's what I was doing before I started doing uh, voiceover and uh, every, everything else that's kind of taken shape in the past couple of years. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, the in-state tuition has doubled or or everything? Uh, in-state tuition. I didn't, I didn't look at out-of-state, but in-state tuition. So since 2010, the prices, if you go look at the prices from, like, I think I'm, this was when I looked a few years ago. Uh, 2010 to 2020, there's literally like seven to 10 years, the prices of in-state tuition doubled since I've been there. Wow. I know the university has undergone a lot of growth and like I got there in, uh, I got there in the fall of 2010. And um, at that point they were just starting to develop the, like the new seven or five tiers of excellence at Texas state. And so it was this whole push to, to grow everything and, and the arts and communication programs were like that first pillar. And then the football stadium for Texas State's um, really stellar football team. <laughs> but uh, no, what's, funny you, what's funny is you say that is when I was going to school there, it was the same thing. Uh, everything was being built. Literally, there was nowhere to park in the places oh, yeah. that I would normally park each semester would always end up changing to construction for them to build new dorms on. So yep. it was constantly growing. Um, exciting, End of my, but my senior year, always... we finally got a parking garage right by the theater building for like half a semester. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. That's so fun. That's so cool. Although I'm, I'm glad that we have it, that Bobcat connection. And, and I just, I love Texas State. And coming from Chicago, people were like, how did you end up here, man? And I was like, oh, it was for musical theater. They're like, it wasn't a party? And I was like, well, I, oh, I, at the beginning of it, no. And then and then I did a lot of partying, um, <laughs> which is, I think, part of most people's college experience. Um, now, I would love to, to dive more into, um, I know we've talked before about questions about creating content and as well as this crypto book that you're writing, if you don't mind sharing a little bit about that. Yeah, so uh, in 2021, I had like kind of an interesting story. So I was originally writing a book kind of like on my testimony in the crypto space, but I kind of changed it up to just kind of like the reasons why for people to get in the crypto space. So my last name is LaRose. So the name of the book is called Rose Colored Crypto. 
So instead of saying like rose-colored lenses, <laughs> seeing the world in a positive light, I talk about seeing crypto in a positive light. That's fantastic. So yeah. So kind of like some things I've been trying to do to help build my brand, even though I, I, I feel like where I add value most is just with my network and I help make connections and partnerships with the different, different projects. Yeah. I definitely could use tips or guidance on how to like continue to build my brand or as far as like my social media presence. So every day I've been doing daily, like one to two minute crypto headlines. Basically I just take three headlines and then each headline I just add one or two cents of my opinion or take on it. And that's kind of been having some ups and downs, but I started in the beginning of May. I had 90 followers and now I'm up to like 490. So within a handful of months I've grown that, but I I still know I was like, I've been focusing on Twitter. I was like, I should probably look to other platforms. So that was one of the things I appreciate about one of your latest videos. You're like, why don't you post stuff on LinkedIn? And I literally started posting my stuff on LinkedIn and been getting some more impressions. So um, just wanted to learn about or get some tips about content creation. Yeah, for sure. I think, honestly, the fact that you took the initiative already to start generating that content on Twitter and you've grown your following, that's Twitter is a space that I uh, I have not really dedicated a whole lot of time to. I, I dove in hardcore with... Uh, Twitter blue and and the uh, profile picture verification through NFTs and all of that, uh, especially when I started getting more involved with the Stoner Cats community. Um, but uh, honestly, I think because you already have that backlog of content that you generated already, all of these tweets, you can just take that already and translate it A, to LinkedIn like you've started to do, and then B, start making videos. Just film yourself saying it. And it doesn't have to be anything okay. fancy. Like, I think that one of the biggest things that I've learned just in my content creation journey, if we even want to call it that since the beginning of this year, is I started out making it way too hard on myself. Instead of mm-hmm. looking at, I started looking at, like, what can I create? What new things can I do to to get attention and, and to, and to bring people to me instead of looking more inward and like, okay, well, what's in my house already. I know about sobriety. I know about voiceover. I know about, um, uh, crypto and video games and, uh, and like just, and I'm a vulnerable person and I have, I'm kind of goofy. So once I kind of wrote those things out and said, okay, cool. Now, what do I know? What do I know about voiceover? What do I know about sobriety? What, like, what has my personal experience been? I started being able to batch record some things, which is a really helpful tool. Um, and that just for anybody listening, uh, who doesn't know what batch recording is, it just means that you sit down for an hour or two or more, depending on how much, uh, video content you want to generate. And you go through your list of, X amount of videos and you film them all at the same time. You can change your shirt if you want, change the lighting, whatever you want to do. But then you have one big file that you can just start editing down. And at the beginning of the week, you'll have, if you do that on the weekend, you'll have, I don't know, and eight to 10 to 20 to 30 posts ready to go. Um, instead of having to do it and sit down every day and generate something new. Um, so I, I think the <laughs> short story long it would be short answer long would be make it as easy as possible on yourself. And, and you already know so much about this space and have this book that you've written. So you can talk about the book. You can talk about, um, 
within that that book subject, talk about what it looks like on your journey of getting it published or self-publishing. And you can take all of these things and just let it splinter down um, into all these different individual components that make up the whole book or uh, tweet or whatever it is. Does that does that gotcha. make sense? I know I have a tendency to ramble. That's also why I'm trying to make this podcast uh, keep these parameters no, no, on myself. No, I I definitely um yeah no that that makes sense. It's like uh, I didn't think of it like that. Oh, I already have content created as far as like old tweets that I could talk about, or I could just take stuff from the book. So maybe I'm maybe I'm overthinking it because like one of the reasons I started doing daily crypto news was just kind of like a way to like get more eyeballs or kind of build my brand. I yeah. wouldn't say like, oh, I'm the Mr. News guy, but I do feel like I kind of, I, I'm able to take information and add my, I guess, alpha to it or my perspective to it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely interesting. Yeah, and I'll there's no reason why you that. couldn't be the news guy, but it's just a matter of starting. And you've already started on Twitter and started strong. So translate that into all the different platforms and you will and continue to kind of push out what you're doing on Twitter um, and and you'll be the news guy or the rose colored crypto yeah. guy. And um, I think another a place where people can kind of get tripped up when they're starting to create more content or trying to build a brand is they get so caught up in I need to have a logo. I need to have all of this flashy stuff to make me look legit. And at that if you start at that point, you've already put yourself like five steps back because you're looking at you know, brands don't, the value that brands provide is not the logo right off the bat. It's the quality of the content. It's the quality of the, the clothing. It's the quality of whatever it is that you are putting out there. And that quality builds trust and the trust is the value in the brand. So it's, um, I think you're off to a really strong start with what you're doing and, and you just, I mean, you'll learn as you go too. It's just a matter of lowering the stakes uh, and making it fun for yourself. And I'm saying this as much for myself as I am for you, but you know, if, if a video doesn't hit or a, a tweet doesn't pop off, it's okay. Just post another one the next day. Tomorrow's yeah, a brand new day. Agreed. Just like in sobriety, you take it one day at a time and, and you just, yeah. you keep coming back. Do you, do you have different strategies when you look at different platforms? Cause like, I feel like LinkedIn is more professional. TikTok might be younger. Twitter's kind of like all over the place. Like, do you have different strategies when you do different platforms or you just record, record something and then put it out on as many platforms as you can is kind of your philosophy. Yeah, that's a great question. So I think there's, you definitely want to tailor things a little bit. Um, but I think if I were to say that I had a strategy for anything, that would be so generous <laughs> and such an overstatement because I, I really feel like it's just a matter of of getting yourself out there. It's that consistency. Uh, so I will tweak some of the text uh, and captions that I – when I post to LinkedIn versus Instagram or TikTok or Facebook Reels or whatever it is. Um, yeah. and, and sometimes I'll tweak the hashtags just to attract – the, the people, the eyes that I want on it on LinkedIn versus on um, the other social media platforms. But I, you know, and, and as I go, I know that I'll probably adjust what the strategy is. But I would say, especially if you're starting out, just get yourself out there. And on LinkedIn, if you're going to post a silly video, make sure that it is still 
PC enough for LinkedIn. I don't want to, I don't want to dilute anybody's content and I don't want to dilute myself, but like I made a, a political satire video a couple of years ago and I posted it to LinkedIn and I was like, you know what? I feel like that's not appropriate for this. But if I make a silly video about me making a fake ad for some skincare samples and, and it's funny and it's like on a coffee break laugh, then yeah, that's okay. And it's not inappropriate. I'm not, I'm not targeting any, anything or making fun of anybody except for myself and still, while still yeah. showing myself in a, in a decent light. No, that's good. Cause sometimes there's things that happen in the financial markets that I'll comment on or post about. And the reason why I post about it is because it's related, it's correlated to crypto because mm -hmm. things going on in the world will affect the market. Yeah. But sometimes, and yeah, so sometimes you, I, I do find myself, I was like, man, I'm not trying to get political here, but this is something happening on the world that's going to affect the markets. So it needs to be talked about. So that's definitely a good point. Yeah. And you can even use situations like that as like, Hey, this isn't financial advice, but what are your opinions on this? What are like, what do you think? Comment below or shoot me a DM or, or let's have a conversation about it, whatever you want, but it's generating that engagement. Um, Matt, yeah. uh, Matthew, I can't believe it's already been 16 minutes and 53 seconds. Um, and it's, it's time for us to wrap up. I can't thank you enough for, for being here. This is oh, no obviously far too short for everything we have to talk about. So we'll either have another conversation outside of this or do this again. Um, but before you go, I have some quick fire questions. This is really just to like, get you out of your head, take a deep breath. I just want like quick one to two word answers. Um, and whatever comes to your mind first. Yes. Take a sip of your latte. All right. And All right, let's do this. Here we go. Who inspires you right now? Uh, Kevin Samuels. Kevin Samuels. Uh, what is a piece of content or an artist that you're devouring right now? Uh, Leon Gabon on Solana. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Night owl for sure. Thank you for switching to early bird for this interview. Last question. You can only have pizza one more time. Where from and what's on it? Uh, pepperoni pizza, cheesy crust, and I don't know where from, but just cheesy crust, pepperoni pizza. That's solid. It's a I'm tried and true staple, tried and true staple, and I 100% respect that. Appreciate it. Yeah. Matthew, well, thank you again. I seriously appreciate you. Uh, uh, switching from night owl to early bird status for me. And uh, I really look forward to having more conversations. I know we're both uh, involved with web three Texas in some capacity and, and in the same spheres. So um, I know we'll have another conversation soon. Yeah. Look forward to chatting up with a fellow Bobcat anytime. Oh yeah. Eat them up. <laughs> have Eat a great up. rest of your day, Matthew. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Have a blessed one. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Well, would you look at that? You've made it to the end of another episode of Second Cup, this time featuring our special guest, Matthew LaRose. To keep up with his crypto news, upcoming book, and more, connect with him on LinkedIn and follow him on Twitter, at LaRose Digital. That's at L-A-R-O-S-E-D-I-G-I-T-A-L, LaRose Digital. Second Cup is recorded and produced by Tim Heller Creative, LLC. If you're a small or large business and would like to sponsor the show, reach out to Tim at timhellercreative.com and we can chat, see if we're a good fit. Tune in next time for another incredible conversation and a wonderful cup of coffee.